0: It's lunchtime in Central Texas.
1: Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too.
0: It's time for the Press Box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. Oh, apple
2: juice. I can read. P, B, and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian... This is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers?
0: No, Mr. Johnson. Now here's your host, Ward Weitz and Glenn Stretch-Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas, here on
3: this Manic Monday.
4: (laughs) Super Bowl week.
3: As we finally get to the week of the Super Bowl and our new lineup, along with this Glenn Stretch Smith. Glenn, how are we doing today?
5: I'm good. How you doing, Ward?
3: Outstanding. Glad to have you along. Looking forward to this uh, ride here at the noontime, uh, going over whatever we find out that we want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be anything with Stephanie in the building.
6: I know. I got some stuff to talk about, boys. Uh-oh. Y'all hang, mm, hang
3: on. You got some good stuff for today?
6: Well, did y'all hear that Patrick Mahone's father got arrested Saturday night? I, I did hear that.
3: <laughs> That's the way a good,
6: to do that right before the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> not a good
3: way to start Super Bowl week uh-uh. for the starting quarterback. No, no, right. no. Grammys last night. Did anybody watch the Grammys last night?
5: No. I <laughs> watched. I got the first uh, – I watched the first part, and, you know, I, I you got that good feeling, Ward. I know where you're coming from. You <laughs> wanted to see Luke Combs get up there with Tracy Chapman and say you got a fast car. But you know what, Ward? I, I, I think when you told me last night, you thought, you know, I'm going to – I'm liking the situation with these Grammys. I want to lead the show in with this. And you know what? It really stuck to me. It was Joni Mitchell. That's who you really could identify with in that in that, in that that program, isn't it? Be honest.
3: I, I don't know. I think, for me, the most connected thing was the Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs because it's been a long time since we've seen Tracy Chapman perform. And, look, I'll be honest. I've checked out on the Grammys the last five or six years. I always check in because, uh, okay, let's see what it's about. And normally – 15 to 20 minutes into it, I'm checked out. Last night, I did not check out. I thought it was outstanding last night, probably the best Grammys I've seen in a long time, the way they put that show together and had some folks that we haven't seen in a while on the show. And then Billy Joel just knocked it out of the park at the end of the show last night.
5: I'm surprised you didn't mention Stevie Wonder. I thought maybe you were going to go, you know, I like what Stevie Wonder did, and then Billy Joel. I I knew that was where it was going with you. And you know what? I agree with you. I mean, our age group could identify (laughs) kind of with where that show was. But I'm also going to tell you that half of those awards when they gave out and announced some of who those who those finalists were. <laughs> I, I I felt I felt like an owl. I didn't you feel?
6: Didn't you seven or eight times? But didn't you feel that connection with Taylor Swift when she gave her speech? Come on, guys! I know Aaron no, didn't. I didn't feel that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. Where where was Travis Kelsey? And I he was I think on a plane to I Vegas. I think it was probably a good thing that he did not show up at the Grammys. That was a terrible. <laughs> that would have been a bad look for the Chiefs to have him sitting next to her trying to uh, go through the Grammy Awards, right? Ah. So I think that was good. Jay-Z but.
6: had a lot how of did things. you th- How
5: did you think she handled when she went up there and got the award? I from, think she looked stupid. When she got that award from Celine Dion. I mean, that was kind of a – That was she awkward. She gave everybody love except her.
3: Yeah, that was a little bit awkward. It really was a little bit awkward with her on stage She's and awkward. not recognizing the great Celine Dion. Exactly. She's it, awkward. You, I mean, you know.
6: But and maybe it, Celine her, didn't want to be hugged.
3: Maybe so, but in her first speech, she also had to drop the bomb. Hey, I got a new album coming out. Oh, How, look how's at that? me, look at me. How's that for a, a little bit of self-promotion? That's
6: okay. I mean... That's why her and Travis Kelsey get along so well. Look I'm like
3: you, Stretch, though. I, did, I didn't relate to a lot of the awards because I'm just... Some of that is not in my wheelhouse, but I, I did enjoy the Stevie Wonder. I did enjoy seeing some of the some of the things that we haven't seen in a while and I just thought overall produced wise this was the best Grammys we've had in a while because it's it's been a
5: it's been a bad show for about five or six years
7: <laughs>
5: yeah, it's it's bad because again you and I couldn't relate to it I know there's and again I know there's many times when you know I, I may be watching or I, you know, I'm with my girlfriend and great girl. She'll she'll point me the right direction and say, hey, you know what, Glenn, you don't know what you're talking about here. And you <laughs> know what, I talk. started to figure <laughs> that out. There's a lot of times I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to <laughs> pointing stretch in the right direction. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, seeing Luke Combs up there gave you that good early feeling going into the show. But, Ward, I'm still saying you, you were uh, – you related more to Joni Mitchell. I just know you did, and you're not being honest with us.
3: I don't think so. I don't think so. But all right, I'll let you think that. Oh, my I'm goodness. Not a, I'm not afraid of that. It was a good show last night. And now we get ready for the Super Bowl coming up this week and the halftime show with Usher mm-hmm. being the halftime entertainment. I, I'm not all up on Usher. I am like just him. not. But I. There is some songs that I do. I, I started listening to him a little bit this weekend, just trying to, try to like familiarize him. myself. There's some good stuff. I like and him. And I, I didn't realize until I watched it last night, you remember that Usher was real close to Michael Jackson. In fact, he opened the 30th anniversary show for Michael Jackson, doing mm-hmm. some Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he does that at the Super Bowl halftime I show. I hope he does,
6: too, because, you know... Michael Jackson's the king of pop, and I would like to see it. I would. And I do like Usher. People don't like him, but he's had a great career. He knows his stuff. He's also, you know, he produces. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good show. I really do.
3: Glenn, you've been to the Super Bowl, and you've coached in a Super Bowl, and been around that whole persona. How big is the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I mean, I've been to some and, and watched it, but you've been in the locker room going, can you please just get us back out on the field? <laughs> how how get, big a deal is that?
5: Oh, you get used to it when when you coach with the Cowboys because obviously Thanksgiving, you know, they get the red kettle in there and that halftime goes a little bit longer. It's uh, – you, you have to adjust to it, no question, from a coaching standpoint. You know, from a watching standpoint, I – that's kind of the time of game where I I I, uh, I unplug, go reload on some wings, whatever uh, <laughs> whatever good food is around, and then you know kind of go on. I you know do I like you know do I like the thought of Usher being up there? I, yeah, I mean he, that is somebody that I could kind of relate to. He's more close to our uh, to our age than some of the uh, some of the younger performers. So. I don't know, Ward, I mean, are you going to get, do you feel like you're going to go get yourself some of those baggy jeans like he wears? I don't know where you get those Waco, Texas. Where are you going to buy those?
3: I don't,
6: goodwill, got a Goodwill.
3: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see myself in, in that. Um, in that. So it, it should be interesting. I, 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 look, I, if, if you're going to pick a halftime show, your thoughts, guys, because I'm I'm the old school guy. And mm-hmm. I I still like, you know, Prince was the best of all time. Yes. Michael Jackson was good. I thought Springsteen was good. I thought the Stones were good. I, I like the throwbacks.
6: I'd like to see, like. And, and I
3: guess yeah. a little bit, Usher is a little bit of a throwback. He is. It's, it's better not than. a throwback, but it's, he's it's, throwback. Well, it's better than we had the last two couple of seasons. I, d- I didn't yeah, think. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, last year was not good. The year before last was, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't great. There was a little bit too much going on for me at that time. So, I mean, I, I like the old throwback bands, the old rock and roll bands to come back and get to see them. Like Metallica? Well, the I not Yeah, I don't know. That might be all right. Yeah.
6: I'd like to see yeah, George d- Strait. Back me up on I'd, this stretch, George Strait. That's I'd all say. I'd off.
5: say. I'd say. I'd kind of come along with a little Aerosmith. Aerosmith, to try to, yes. Try to try to. You know, yeah. As a Texas person, I'd love to see George Strait, but mm-hmm. it ain't going to be George Strait. We know that. So, definitely. I'm, I'm more inclined that. to say, how about Madonna? Ward, would that do much for you? for Getting Madonna up there again? No.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it would. I mean, no. if if she could perform the. The old school 80s stuff? Yeah. She
6: might have to lip sync, but maybe. It's all right.
3: I don't know. I think she's still <laughs> on tour. She's,
6: she's still touring, and she, I think she still sounds great, but she's sometimes had, she's had a lot of plastic surgery. There is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hers Stop is terrible. It. <laughs> no, it's not
8: if it's good. Hers is terrible. She's had a lot of bad plastic surgery. She had too much filler. Well, and she had
6: uh, too much. too tight she on the an face. Expert on this. And I am. She had. <laughs> she just had bad plastic surgery. I just I'm a total expert way. on
3: it. I think Glenn may be an expert on it as well. He 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 may have dabbled <laughs> oh, in that.
6: Glenn, do you get yeah, some I, bowtops? I, I, don't, I, don't,
5: I don't think so. I, stretch, stretch may do a lot of things, but you can dial me out there, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, come out. to
6: town, Stretch. I'll take you on a road trip oh, see the doctors. no, no, don't do
3: it, Stretch. Do not do it. All right, Steph will join us. Coming up uh, in just a little bit, we'll have Stephanie's sports talk. But coming up next, there is some still movement in the coaching carousel in the NFL, and one of them is a real – strange turn of events. That's next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The
9: Bears home in Foster Pavilion Tuesday, hosting Texas Tech. 7:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
7: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor,
3: is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC
4: and NYSE. Hey, at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, It's not just Volkswagens, we've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. Volkswagen of Waco and Volkswagenofwaco.com. Hey, it's a better place, it's a better way to buy a car.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. For a
10: limited time, D Mechanical Service is offering a $49 heating service inspection and tune-up special. Call 254-450-9993. Family-owned and operated, D Mechanical Service is a full-service HVAC company offering repairs, sales, installations, changeouts, and maintenance service on residential and commercial comfort systems. In business since 2002, D Mechanical Service features highly trained and certified technicians that service all brands of HVAC residential split systems, ductless mini-split systems, and commercial systems. And are a proud Goodman dealer. Thank goodness for Goodman. They offer affordable financing option programs such as Same as Cash, Zero Interest, and Reduced Interest. Learn more at dmechanicalservice.com. That's the letter D, mechanicalservice.com, 254-450-9993. They're fully insured and licensed by the State of Texas Department of Regulations. License
9: 22534E.
1: Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
11: Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extra Co. Events Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-259 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook.
0: Your home for the World Champion Texas Rangers, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the press box
3: here on ESPN Central Texas. Here on this manic Monday, and the coaching carousel continues to turn over and stretch. When you look at how the commanders let's just start with them because did it feel like to you that the commanders and maybe even Dan Quinn himself kind of settled because how late this thing started to come together
5: well you make a point you know did they settle uh that was the first job I I believe that was the first job to open correct Ward and the last job to right and the last job to fill so with that being said a new ownership group uh, It felt like there were, you know, a lot of hands kind of in the pot, kind of stirring what was going on. Uh, I, you know, I, I really don't know. It, it's really hard to tell how this coaching carousel to me this year worked because there's so many, um, what I feel like are very experienced coaches being Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, um, who were, you know, you, you thought, boy, when you have seven openings now, there were eight total openings, but I'm, I'm talking seven besides Tennessee. If you take Vrabel out of it, seven besides New England, if you take Belichick out of it, I certainly thought both of those guys would have gotten a job. Now, Dan Quinn getting the job at Washington, filling the job as late as they filled it, I I thought that was a little bit of a, kind of an interesting way that they went about who they interviewed, how they interviewed, who they felt good about Ward, but I think the more, you know, the more head scratcher to me was then the direction that they went offensive coordinator, and I, I felt like defensive coordinator, he, he would bring Joe Witt with him. That was his right-hand guy with the Cowboys this last year. And so, you know, to allow a, a, a secondary coach to come up and be the coordinator, even though you had a year left on your contract, Jerry couldn't do anything about that move because it's not a lateral move. But to make the move of saying we're going to hire Cliff Kingsbury – It makes you wonder what else. I think, Ward. What else is out there? Is it because he coached Caleb Williams in USC last year? At USC last year, is it because they've got the? I mean, they've got the second pick. Are you assuming that Chicago with one is not taking Caleb Williams? I just think there's a lot of there are a lot of little pieces here to me that you know, you and I sitting here talking on the radio, we could try to piece together, but it sure it sure feels like it has a different, just a different feeling to it. If you're the
3: commanders, does it leave a bad taste in your mouth that you look up and Cliff Kingsbury 72 hours ago was slated to be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders and then talks fell apart there and all of a sudden he's your offensive coordinator doesn't that make you a little bit unstable?
5: Well, yes, but but you know I, I I come back and say was it was he really close to being the the Raiders coordinator? Was that something that his agent put out there? You, you see what I'm saying? There's some little there's some ground there to me that's a little um, you know feels a little iffy. And and again, I, Dan Quinn, heavy defensive minded coach i mean do you want to put that uh that immediate stress on your defense with that offense I, there's just some things here to me that don't make a lot of sense with the direction that the commanders went
3: I and i agree with that i think it's going to be very very difficult for dan quinn and wit to be able to get that defense ready to be able to kind of hold their water because they're going to be on the field quite a bit, especially early, and especially if you've got a rookie quarterback that you're going to come in. And I think that they probably went with Kingsbury just because of what you said, the opportunity to have Caleb Williams as their pick. And Caleb Williams has not been shy about saying, hey, Bears, do not pick me. And so I think that that's also kind of a red flag for the entire organization.
5: Well, and it could be. You're right, but here's the thing. I mean, there are other there are going to be other football teams who are going to say, you know what? We'll take that number one pick. We'll move into that number one pick if Caleb Williams, you know, says he doesn't want to go to Chicago and throw a cold football and <laughs> be able to deal with the the wind in uh, in that city. I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm from the school that I'm not sure you can. Uh, Position yourself to what NFL team will pick you. However, it's been done before, and we've seen that done sure. with with, the, with with Manning. So uh, we saw it done with Elway. So there are those generational guys, Ward, that you know can make that decision. But I mean, I, I'll throw it back at you. You think Caleb Williams is a generational quarterback?
3: No, I do not, and I haven't seen anything that that would lean me to be there now maybe maybe he will be but I I mean he didn't even win a conference championship come on
5: correct and so I, I agree with you in, in a conference that some people said you know is, is it that I mean is Pac-12 that great a conference I mean it's been up and down and you know I, uh, last year I you know I, I'll throw this out was he the best quarterback in the conference? Is he better than Bo Nix right now? Would you rather have Bo Nix or Caleb Williams? I I think I'd take Bo Nix. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I mean, I, I'm with you. I think there's I mean, I think there's room for argument there. I'm not I haven't studied him enough to say I'd put my stamp on one or the other. But like you said, what makes Caleb Williams think that he can come out and control what what team or what uh, franchise is 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 going to draft him, especially if it's number one for crying out loud.
3: Sure, I mean there's there's a lot of money that he's going to leave on the table, and and I thought you know with the state of where college football is right now, with the NIL and about positioning yourself for a top five draft pick uh, going into the NFL, that's all it's about is the money, right?
5: Well, it, it better be. I mean, it better be all about the money. He he told you that when he left Oklahoma and went to USC. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, he told you that when he. And I get it. He's from the Washington D.C. area. That's where he went to high school. I I, I can understand the piece of that puzzle kind of fitting together, Ward. But I I think it's an interesting hire. You know, back to Cliff Kingsbury, who, uh, you know what you can say did Johnny Manziel make Cliff Kingsbury or did Cliff Kingsbury make Johnny Manziel? Because no question that that Johnny Manziel put that entire situation on his shoulders, whether it's Kevin Sumlin or Cliff Kingsbury, that that's kind of what put him on the map. Then he, he turned that into the head coaching job. And I'm not taking anything away from Cliff Kingsbury. He may be a heck of a football coach, but he turned that into a, head coaching job at your alma mater where he went 35 and 40 in six seasons while having Mahomes, he was 13 and 19. Now, let, let marinate that a little bit. I mean, he had the best quarterback that the Kansas City Chiefs stepped up in the draft to go get when they had a good quarterback in Alex Smith And they go and and basically push all in to say, even though we've got a good quarterback, we want Pat Mahomes. And he was 13-19 and for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech.
3: Well, and that that says everything to me. I mean, you look at what he was able not to do, not what he was able to do, what he was able not to do with maybe the best quarterback that's ever played the game. I mean, time will tell. But he's certainly on the trajectory of saying, you know what, I'm going to take over the crown here. Not to take anything away from Brady, I I, I respect and and everything that he's done, but I mean, you've been to six straight conference championships, and you couldn't you couldn't win a conference championship at Texas Tech with this guy. What there's not a, there's not a whole lot of differences. In Pat's game now from then, I don't think he just all of a sudden got to the NFL and said, oh, you know what? I can play this position even a little bit better.
5: Yeah, and, and, and again, think about what what transition has been made, him going from Texas Tech to doing what he's done with the Chiefs, and then I go back to Johnny Manziel. And I, I, it, I, I shake my head all the time because I thought Johnny Manziel was an absolute magician at Texas A&M and he was coached by Cliff Kingsbury and he couldn't, I mean, you know, he, he got to the NFL and we, we know what a sad story that was. It, 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 it leaves you to wonder, you know, wow, what? And again, talking about Cliff Kingsbury, did he do a great job? With Johnny Manziel, or did he do a bad job with with Pat Mahomes? I, I, I don't. Maybe he did some of both. I don't know.
3: It could be a combination of both strengths, but it also could be. You know, the thing about what was so bad in Lubbock for Cliff Kingsbury, he did not care anything about the defensive side of the ball. Didn't. I mean, it was obvious. We're going to try to outscore you, and that's why they had games in the 70s. That's why they had games in the 60s all the time. 50s was a low game for them because they just didn't care about playing defense. Now, for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've got a little bit of a defense that can protect him a little bit. That makes a difference. It really, really does, and that's going to be the telltale for the commanders. I mean, Kingsbury doesn't care about that defense. He's just going to go out there and sling the ball around the yard, and if we go three and out. Well, you better find out a way to get a stop. And sometimes that's easier said than done.
5: Well, there's no question about it. So it'll be – it's going to be uh, – we've already got our storylines headed into to the, uh, to the next year's draft, combine. We're going to have a lot to talk about here, ward Whites, in the next four or five months. I can promise you that.
3: When you look at the hires in the NFL that have happened – over the past couple of weeks, since the season ended until, well, the season hadn't completely ended, but for most teams it's already ended. Is there one that stands out in your mind and you go, wow, that's a home run? Uh,
5: I, I think with what I've seen from Harbaugh, with what he did when he was at University of San Diego, what he did when he was at Stanford, what he did at the 49ers with Kaepernick, what he did at in Michigan with J.J. McCarthy, we know he can coach that position. He played that position. He can coach that position. And you think about him going to the Chargers where they've got Justin Herbert, who everybody says is as talented as anybody. I think that's a big time fit. And I think it's a big time home run for the Spanos family who You know, there were a lot of people who said, you know, they've always kind of been frugal with how they've paid and how they've hired coaches. They they stepped out and went all all in with their young quarterback and making a hire away from the University of Michigan where he just won the national championship to say, we're going to get a guy in here to coach our quarterback. I think that's a home run hire, Ward.
3: I do too. I think that that may be the best hire in the NFL in the offseason and the worst hire I, I don't know. I mean it. It may be, it may be the commanders. To be real honest, I'm just not real sure if Dan Quinn is not a better DC than he is a head coach, and there's nothing wrong with that.
5: I, I, I agree. I mean, but I, I think that uh, you know that that what's going to make the 2024 season so fun to watch is you know you got. You got that situation with the commanders. You've got Tennessee hiring a young, you know, Callahan, Bill Callahan's son. Now he's going to get the the Browns have allowed him to go coach with his son. That's certainly a feel good story. But, hey, we've also seen some of these young coaches like Brandon Staley go out there and, and, you know, not be able to get it done. So the game is going younger. They're looking for younger coaches. And that's why Bill Belichick is not in, and that's that's really hard to. It's hard to think about when you when you when you when you really look at how many openings there were. But going to make for an interesting twenty twenty four football season.
3: Glenn, when you look at Bill Belichick, you mentioned him a few minutes ago. Are you surprised? And I am. I'll be honest with you. I'll just go and throw that out there. Are you surprised that he is not? a head coach in the NFL and an opportunity to go and maybe break the record of Don Shula. Does that, does that surprise you in 2024?
5: It it does. It it does because I, I, you know, I I know what uh, I know how hard it is to win at that level. And it also just makes me realize how great Tom Brady is. I'll tell you that Ward. It makes you go. Wow. What a what a phenomenal quarterback, and I, I've always known that. I've always known Brady was a was a you know he's a leader. I mean everything. I I watched his interview on the Pat McAfee show. I mean his interview is fantastic, and everything that you want to hear from a football coach's standpoint. And if you haven't heard it, I know you got that coaching background. You certainly you certainly should listen to that interview. But it makes you it makes you really appreciate what Tom Brady is and what Tom Brady could do because quite frankly without Tom Brady Bill Belichick whether he was in Cleveland or you know what 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 happened in New England
7: mm-hmm.
5: he he's not the same coach without Tom Brady
7: No
3: he's not there's no mistaking about that I I I think they kind of go hand in hand honestly I really do but you're right I mean without without that and look nobody saw that coming Belichick, nobody saw that coming from Tom Brady, right? I mean, he was just no, a guy no, that no, just, absolutely. just walked into training camp, and you went,
5: "Okay, What <laughs> give him a helmet."
0: <laughs> and right, that,
5: right, and that, no, and, and they did. They had a, you know, they had a quarterback coach in New England who who really stood up on the table and believed in Tom Brady. But for crying out loud, they 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 had an unbelievable quarterback there. I mean, yes. it wasn't like it wasn't like that was set up for him. I mean, they had. You know, that that the table was set in a lot of the same ways that, you know, Kansas City had a a really good quarterback when they got Mahomes. So, yeah, these 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 uh, these franchise type quarterbacks, they kind of they kind of see a way to rise to the top. And uh, it's going to be interesting back to what we said about Caleb Williams, Bo Nix. J.J. McCarthy, you know, which one of them this year is going to be the guy that's going to, you know, that's going to, that's going to rise to the top and be that next up and coming.
3: This is the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Glenn Stratt Smith along with you. And, Stretch. you've been to the Senior Bowl many, many times. How important and how much stock do scouts really put into the performance at the Senior Bowl, or is it more about the workouts at the Senior Bowl?
5: Oh, I mean, they put. I think they put more into really what are the uh, the interviews, the times that the teams can sit down with those players, talk football with them, uh, find out about their personality. Yeah, you want to see a you know what they can do on the field, and yes, you love that uh, during the week. You know when they match up, you know DBs versus the. Receivers, running backs versus the linebackers, one-on-one matchups with the O line and the D line when they do those kind of things. But I think the more interesting thing for the NFL teams is being able to sit down with those young men one-on-one and 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 gather, start to gather that information, knowing that hey. We're going to get a true 40-time on them at the Combine. We're going to get a true height and weight on them. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. though they height and weighted them at the Senior Bowl, even though they did those things, they didn't run 40s. They didn't do any sort of uh, – you know, what What? What? a lot of people like to call underwear Olympics. They didn't do any of the three-cone shuttle. They didn't do any of that. They just said, hey, how tall are you? What do you weigh? We'll go out and watch a few practices. But I think more than that, it's the interviews and what they get out of those interviews while they're with those young men.
3: Can, can a player change the complete perception of him just with those interviews and just what he does at the workouts at the senior bowl more than he can and the combine because I'm with you. The combine is a made for TV deal in my opinion. It just really is. And it doesn't really do anything for your stock because of you performed well in t-shirt and shorts.
5: Well, I I think that the combine I, I like the combine because quite frankly I could get I could get my eyes on them up close. I like seeing a player you know, they, they use the term on the hoof. I mean, I like seeing him, you know, hey let, what am I dealing with here? And medically being able to get those guys checked out. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. People never talk about the medical right. side and that's, of being I able agree to with get that. those Yeah, your doctors being able to look at the you know, all the MRIs and all the things that go on there. Uh, do I get enamored with a vertical jump of a guy that can just jump out of the gym? I probably do. I was there when 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 Dion ran his 40 time. He did nothing but walk up to the line, take his sweatsuit off, hit the 40, and went right out to his limo and said, that's it, we'll see you guys later, that's all you need to see of <laughs> me. Uh, and I love that, I mean, I love that about him today, but uh, yes, certainly, Guys can get enamored with what goes on at the combine, but if it's if it's me personally, I like seeing them on the hoof. I like being able to look at a player. I like to be able to talk to him, and obviously, you can have those interviews um, at the combine too. I especially if it's a quarterback, I want to see. Uh, You know, I I, want to be able to just pick his brain a little bit about his football acumen while we're there and then being able to watch those guys run a 40. But most important, Ward, it's that medical side.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I I, I think it also is something to be said. And, again, you'll hear me say this a lot, get off my lawn, kid. But there's something for me that, hey, let me put on the film. And let me watch some film on this cat because I can tell more about what he's able to do if I see him with live bullets.
5: Well, and that's that's where you you can't get away from being able to know what you have to put the most stock in. And I agree with you. If it's a if, if you put that pie in front of me the largest piece of pie better be what he put on film. That That's what it better be. And then you can take all the other little tidbits and, and make them to what you want. But it better be ultimately about what do you see when he's playing the game.
3: This is the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the break. When we come back, she'll be back with us. It's Stephanie Sports Talk next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor
9: women on the road to take on BYU on Wednesday, 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow
7: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
4: Hey, right now at the all new Volkswagen of Waco, we're holding a February all out sellout. That means we're out to set an all time sales record so you can expect a huge selection of brand new Volkswagens, big discounts, easy credit, top dollar for trades. Look, <laughs> it's car buying simple, easy, and fun. We're the hometown guys, Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. The best price, the best place, <laughs> the best way to buy a car.
0: Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN, Central Texas
6: patients everywhere are
2: experiencing joint pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments so how does this non-surgical approach work QC Kinetics Medical Director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains
12: it's like when you get a paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue and then you look down a week later two weeks later and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed
2: in this same way QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help Repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs.
12: We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patient's pain.
2: Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments. Call QC Kinetics,
9: 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
1: Everything we do, we do for you. Hi, I'm Joe Betsy Tyler, president of First Central Credit union Are you looking for a checking account that earns 5% APY, refunds all ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a First Central Credit union Slam Dunk. Ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at FirstCentralCU.com.
10: APY is annual percentage yield, eligibility, and qualifications apply. Member NCUA.
8: Of the road. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as x faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com
0: time now for stephanie sports talk a look at sports through the eyes of stephanie as only she could do with the googles presented by advanced leveling house and foundation repair epperson tractor la fiesta restaurant and cantina mosby's land management stiefel investments volkswagen of waco she's back
1: Ta
6: da!
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was a little weak, ta da!
6: It's Monday.
3: Okay, you're just getting into it. Ta da! All right, very nice.
6: Ain't no Taylor Swift or nothing, but. You're not? No.
3: Okay, well.
6: No. You could be. I know. So we're gearing up for the Super Bowl and all that. Yes, it is Super Bowl week. I know, all the yumminess of food.
3: Is it all about the food at the parties, or yeah. is it all about? It's all
6: about the drink.
3: <laughs> Beat me to it.
6: <laughs> okay, but the food's good too. Okay. I mean the wings. Right. I remember, I did a story not so long ago, Aaron. You'll remember this because all of y'all just rolled your eyes at me. That one of the main. That's, a, <laughs> that's every be more day. Specific. I know that's every day. <laughs> hey, but one of the main new, like, trendy dishes at a Super Bowl party is hummus.
3: No, out. Stretch are you a hummus guy?
5: I don't even know what that is. Thank
6: you.
3: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
8: <laughs> it is
3: uh
6: I'll send you the recipe. It is terrible. It That's is what ground not. chickpea. No.
8: And it's actually pretty good. No, it, it's it
6: not is. great, but it's
8: good. It's a good snack.
6: It'll clean out your system. It's good for yeah, health. I it's, don't
9: care. It's good for a
3: healthy <laughs> snack. No, not doing it.
6: <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Doesn't
3: even sound good. Hummus. Right. <laughs> not doing it.
6: It has two syllables. You can hummus.
3: No. no, not doing it.
6: Kind of sounds romantic. You could put a little swing oh. on it. <laughs> All right. So I went to the googles, you guys. Shocking. And you guys probably know this, but for those of you that don't know, I'm going to give you a little information about the referees. Okay. Okay. I haven't done one on the referees yet. Well, in order to be an NFL, an NFL ref, you mm-hmm. have to have ten years of experience. Which means where do you start? High school. Then you graduate to college, right? Could. So you could. Or maybe you're just that good, they just take you from high school. I don't know. Kind of like me.
3: No, stop <laughs> oh <God>. it.
6: <laughs> so, there you go, okay? The other thing is, is if you want to ref in the Super Bowl, you have to have at least five years' experience in the NFL. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because you got to be smart, mm-hmm. okay? The other thing is, that most NFL ref, they make up to $200,000 a year.
3: Yes. You I knew know, that. I didn't. Okay.
6: Okay, now at the Super Bowl. you know the
3: bonus for the Super Bowl?
6: It's anywhere from 30 to 50, depending on your experience. There you go. That's what the Googles told me. I think I want to be a ref. I want to get out of radio and oh. go be a ref. They've got girl refs now.
3: They they do have girl refs. Yeah. Okay.
6: Okay, but here's the thing. If I made a wrong call mm-hmm. and the coaches were yelling at me, I'd start, start crying. you start crying. I would totally stop crying. You kind of
3: have to know the rules of the game, too. Yeah,
6: and that's a lot of information for my brain to hold.
3: Yeah, might be.
6: I mean, a lot. Now, I know how to call like false start, offside, you know, holding. What's, what's the difference? Not much, really. Well, somebody goes over the line before the other person,
3: they, before okay. the
6: ball is snapped.
3: Okay. Illegal procedure. You know what that is?
6: Something that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right let me move on okay please <laughs> the referees actually who's you know who um rough in the Super Bowl they get a Super Bowl ring oh they do they do more reason I want a ring so why can't I go be a ref? if I start now training you between you know and stretch and Aaron, well y'all can get me a book to read <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. All right, and
3: Stretch, I'll put that on you.
5: Can you teach her how to be a ref?
6: Yeah, Stretch, can you? I I,
5: I, I, cannot. <laughs> I, I don't think I, and, and, I, and I don't. I, it's I'm sixty. I don't have ten years to coach you for ten years. Oh so, my gosh! So I'm, I'm out. I'm a quick
6: learner. I can do it in six months.
3: Oh no,
6: Maybe. Okay. okay. Did you know that there was a there is a hundred and twenty one NFL refs, okay, employed. Which that would make sense, because look at all the teams, right? Well, there's
3: there's a lot of games,
6: and you have a lot of refs in one game. You've got the judge, umpire, lineman, field judge, side judge. You got a lot of judges. Yes, you do. So, during the off season, did you know this? Y'all probably did, but I didn't. Okay. Some people may not. That they physically train, and they get tested because they got You got to make sure that you can keep up with those athletes and they will go to stretch. back me up on this they do go to training camps and stuff to get experience is that isn't that correct or the googles
5: it is correct and i have seen them i have when i was with the cowboys i saw them multiple times come in and do their testing and their training and their running test and their shuttle test and all those things so i do know it is it's not they don't pay them as if it's a full time job, but you better you better make sure that you're putting your time in because it is. It's
6: for a lot of sure. work.
5: Hey, it's a year round gig.
6: Yeah, and when they go to games, they get to fly first class. Now that's another reason why I want to be a ref. A Super Bowl ring, you fly first class, and you get like two hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe. That that
3: that's, that's your reason. I, yeah, and I like you, all you all you want to do is fly first class in in a ring. I think Scott can handle that for you. You don't have to ref.
6: <laughs> Look, I didn't make the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, so I want to be a ref. <laughs> the average age of an NFL ref is 51 years old. Really? That I could do it. We could all do it. No, no, we can't. Well, I think we. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they do during halftime?
3: Yeah, they drink Gatorade.
6: Well, they well, yeah, duh. I knew that. But they sit around and talk about the bad calls that each of them made, so they don't make the same mistake.
3: Well, yeah, you have to have meetings.
6: Well, I'm not about meetings. I'll just show up for the game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they also get evaluated after every game. Did you know that?
6: I did know that. Okay. So, you know, I've talked about, you know, my dad and all, and so one of his very good friends, in fact, Stretch, so you may know him, is Brett Maxey, who def- he was defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He coach for the 49ers and you know he's like oh yeah besides you know the players watching films and stuff so do the refs sure they do so do the refs but they if they call a bad a bad uh call they don't get fined well they get i guess they get reprimanded i don't know but they don't get fined they do i
3: don't know that Isn't it? i think they've been fined before
6: well yeah if they like kick a bodyguard out on the Eagles. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't be messing with the Mafia ref. Well, you,
3: uh, you can't do that. That's right.
6: But um, The average game has about 153 plays, they say. So a typical ref out of 14, 15 games on average will call 2,200 plays in a season.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. That's a lot.
6: That is a lot. So maybe I should think about another career now that I think about it.
3: Yeah, because that's, that's too much work for you.
6: It's not the work. It's knowing what I'm calling. I'd be well, like, I,
3: It's kind of what I said to begin this deal.
6: I know. So I could be like, yo, was that a right call?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll have the confidence <laughs> of the coaches on the sidelines if you're asking them, was that a right call?
6: Oh, uh-huh, I'm pretty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that does not go I'm into the equation. I'm a Barbie equa- girl in
6: a Barbie world, <laughs> that, so they might. I'll be like, hey, was that right or wrong? <laughs> that does not go
3: into the equation. I
6: could put something in my ear where y'all could say, that was a bad call. Don't call that again. No, actually, I I, I think don't
3: think we would have to tell you that because the <laughs> coach on the sidelines would beat us to the punch every time.
6: <sighs> and then you know what? I'm probably just too little to be a referee. Yeah, maybe some of those people, you know, the guys are built, man. They're built.
3: Yeah, they spend a lot of time in the weight room.
6: And the well, I do too, but I ain't putting on that much muscle. Well, but I don't know. But oh, do you know who the most right now, the most famous? I guess the word's famous, might be too big. Well-known ref is Brad Allen. You know how much he makes a year? No. Over $250,000. Do you know him, Stretch?
5: I do not know him. I do not. Maybe I know who he is, but I don't know him.
6: Well, make a call to him and tell him that I want to be a ref. Oh, here we
5: go. Yeah, I'm going to get get right on that. Please, (laughs) please, at least
6: least for training camp, that would be fun. We could do the show from there.
3: From training camp? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we need to do that. I could do, do stuff
6: sports talk from there and be like, yeah, she got fired in the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: See if you can set a world record.
6: Yeah, exactly.
3: Nice. Right. Anyways,
6: well, that is your sports talk for today. And y'all have a great manic Monday, I guess All
3: that's right. what you call it. Super Bowl week. It's are you getting geared up? I am. You excited? I am. Who are you pulling for?
6: Well... I should probably go for the 49ers because that's who my son goes for, and I used to go to college out there, but I'm actually going for the Chiefs. Scott's going to kill me, but I'm going for the Chiefs.
3: All right. I'll give you that the rest way, of this week, see if you change your mind.
6: Well, I I think I'll just go for both of them. That way I'm not no, a loser. you can't <laughs> do that. You can't do that.
3: You have to pick one.
6: i probably so going to pick, ready. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'll go ahead and throw As it of out Monday. there. As of Monday. All right. I don't know. I want to hear what y'all's picks are on Friday, but.
3: Okay, we'll we'll get to them later on in the week. All All right, right. thanks, Steph. Uh Coming up next, the Pro Bowl was over the weekend. I want to get Stretch's thoughts on, (laughs) yeah, is this, can you really call this a Pro Bowl? That's next on the Press Box.
7: Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show.
9: Join us Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from baseball head coach Mitch Thompson and women's basketball head coach Nikki Collins.
7: The Baylor Coaches Show, this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. It's with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
4: Hey, right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we're holding a February all-out sellout. That means we're out to set an all-time sales record. So you can expect huge selection of brand new Volkswagens, big discounts, easy credit, top dollar for trades. Look, <laughs> it's car buying simple, easy, and fun. We're the hometown guys, Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. The best price, the best place, <laughs> the best way to buy a car. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial
3: Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member
0: SIPC and NYSE.
1: universal windows
0: direct from the alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram studios this is krzi waco k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas the big 12 shoot around weekdays at 5:50 on espn central texas
3: And welcome back to hour number two of the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this Monday afternoon. Don't forget JMO coming up next, followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Matt Mosley. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Stretch, the Pro Bowl was over the weekend. Did you get a chance to stop down and and watch any of the Pro Bowl?
5: You know what? I'm almost embarrassed to say I saw about five plays of it. and
3: You got four more um, than I got.
5: <laughs> well, I, what, I, what I'm saying is I I lost about a minute and a half of my life <laughs> that I'm not going to get back, and it's painful. It is painful to think about that, to think about the fact that I did flip it on. It's It's not football. It's seven on seven flag and I get it I, I I really do I understand wanting to be a pro bowler wanting to be recognized among your peers obviously ward that's built into a lot of guys contracts uh, bonuses attached to the fact that you are being recognized as one of the top players in the national football league. And it's voted on again by your peers. I get the, I get the concept of it. I get what they want to do. And then I flip the other side. And I also understand, Hey, you know what? It, it, it's a physical game. They've added a get, you know, used to the NFL was 16 games. Now it's 17. They've add, it's that much more wear and tear on your body. Um, Do I think you need to go out and play another physical football game that is just basically an all-star game? I I do not, but I know exactly what people are thinking, which is how can I continue? I don't care what sort of gadgets that they put out there to... uh, you know, make you or make that viewer say, well, I want to see how high he can jump or I want to see him make this one-handed catch or this certain throw. Or It's just, I don't know any other way that they can handle this other than just give them the honor and move them on because quite frankly, I, I'm just interested and have been for a while, Ward.
3: Oh, I have too. And I think it, it started happening And I I realized that why we got to the flag football and the competitions and everything else, because the last real Pro Bowl that we saw was an absolute joke with guys just running into the line and everybody just tagging them, nobody tackling to the ground. I get it. They don't want to get hurt in an all-star game. I understand that. But it's the game of football. It's what you do for a living. So you have to have – if I'm going to be on the field, you have to have a little more pride in yourself than going out there and just kind of half-assing it around. And that's what it became. Now, this disinterests me because I don't care about flag football. I'm with you. If they wanted to still be voted as a pro bowler because you get the bonuses and everything, just write on the check, give them a T-shirt, and go on about your business because I have no desire to watch this.
5: I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. Make sure that they are, you know, you give them some some sort of something. I you know, I, again, being a pro bowler, I think it. I think there is some prestige to that. You know, again, voted by your peers. Yes, there, it is a prestigious deal to be able to play in a pro bowl. I you know, I remember when I was. And I, I don't rem- I say I remember I I I I'm, I'm lying to say that but Ward, back one and this may be in the late 60s early 70s there was a game where the college all-stars played the NFL champion team do you remember that yes absolutely yeah I mean and I mean guys and they were guys And, buddy, they were getting after it. I'm talking about (laughs) there were so many different stories of, uh, you know, the college guys wanting to step into the pro game, the pro guys wanting to show the college guys, hey, you better be, if you're going to come up here and play, you better be ready to, you know, get your damn chin strapped tightened up and your mouthpiece molded because we're fixing to knock your yang yang off. There was a certain amount of pride. But again, we're we're so far removed from all that. And quite frankly, that I mean that was really a dumb idea because we know, I know, you know, your body only has so many licks it. That 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 you can only play so many snaps. I do I know Tom Brady, we the second time we've talked about him in the two-hour show, he's defied all the odds. But there are only so many uh you know real hits that you can take and you don't want to be taking them unless, unless you're out there making the big dollars and doing what you need to do to get your team to the next to the next level so I understand it but I'm going to tell you right now I don't know the direction they're going to go with the Pro Bowl but it is certainly you know it's a painful thing and used to they made it you know they made it nice guys could go to Hawaii you took your family to Hawaii you spent a week over there you know hanging out on the beach and you know learning how to learning how to uh, you know be a part of that culture but I mean to go to Orlando the Camping World Stadium and playing a seven-on-seven flag football game. I don't care what kind of gadgets they have. Uh, it's just it feels like a pig that they're trying to perfume right now, Ward.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I just don't find it entertaining. And maybe, maybe some other people might find it entertaining because you get a glimpse of these guys kind of hanging out with each other and and something like that. But I I just could not lock in. I just couldn't. And it just does nothing for me. Now again, I don't think that they need to play a complete game again with the full combat, I, just because of, you're right. There, there's only so much the human body can take, and you certainly don't want to get injured in an all-star game. I get all that, but just do away with it. Don't force it down my throat where I have to say, you know what? I, the, we're gonna play flag football. We're gonna, we're gonna have tug of war. I mean, it reminds me, you, you remember back in the 80s when they had the superstar co- uh, competitions on ABC with Howard Cosell and the guys.
5: Sure, I remember that, absolutely. I, and, and, and But but I'm going to ask you this. Yesterday afternoon, your choices for for watching sports in the primetime 2.30 to 4 o'clock hour were – I mean, they canceled. it canceled the AT and T Pebble Beach. Yep. It was canceled because of weather. Okay, you had the Pro Bowl. There was a indoor track meet from Boston where they were racing. Literally, they had a couple of the uh, races had three three guys running, and then or you could watch bowling. Gee, many Christmas. TV is bad now right now and that's why they're trying to do something with that because they got to fill some time there. That's how bad TV is. You got to watch Guppy Troops kid get up there and bowl in a green outfit and you're like, "Oh my god." I, I stopped at that for a minute and watched it and I was like, "Oh god, I got to keep going here." I mean, it was <laughs> it was rough yesterday afternoon.
3: Rough. Not much to choose from and I guess if you, I mean if you're a NFL fan, you want to see these guys in a different light but for me i just it it does nothing for me to watch them run around and play flag football and oh by the way the final score didn't help you at all because it just proves that hey, they're not playing defense even in flag football anymore 64 to 59 i get it it's a shorter field but come on man i mean there's what are we doing
5: I, don't, I, I I do not know, and the fact that we've wasted a segment talking about almost makes my rear end itch. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is not. It, it, I, there's just no way, Ward. They they can continue to to do it. And, and, and I mean, again, they've tried. How many different, you know, how many different ideas have they tried? Guest coaches, you know. And yesterday, the Manning brothers are coaching it, and. And they're trying to do anything they can to breathe some life into the Pro Bowl. And, and and like you said, it is a painful watch.
3: Absolutely. The 49ers and the Chiefs getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And right now, the 49ers are not happy about their practice facility stretch. And the practice facility at UNLV has been, well, the 49ers don't like it, and they don't like it at all. And it's a, it's a situation where I think the NFL has to get this figured out. I don't care if it's the 49ers or the Chiefs or whoever it might be. If you can't have a safe practice field going into the Super Bowl, there's a problem, NFL.
5: I I guarantee you, I've been to that practice facility at UNLV. Now, maybe they've changed it, but, I mean, literally used to. It was about, you felt like you were about 75 yards off the end of the runway where they take off, and, I mean, they're just ripping it over you. Every 40 seconds, you got to – you don't have to pipe in any crowd noise there because you're getting, you're getting blown away in the backwash of those jets taking off out of there. I don't know if that's what they're talking about or not, but I have been to UNLV's old practice facility in Podna. I can see why they're complaining if that's what the issue is.
3: Hey, I don't know exactly. I think they're talking about the hardness of the field. Average is about 78, and a field should be no less than 70. I, I know there's a lot of different things that go into that but I, the surface is what they're feeling like is not a safe surface for them to practice on. And they're after the first walkthrough today, they're just not happy with the field. Now Kansas city is at Las Vegas Raiders training facility and they have no complaints about theirs, but if you're the NFL, you got to get this fixed.
5: No, absolutely. You got to get, you're, and, and you're, you're good. Surely though, Ward, this is not some sort of surprise. I mean, One group got the Vegas facility where the Raiders are. The other group got the UNLV. And I get it. I mean, when you have to go to, you know, it happens when you go to, say you go to New Orleans. I mean, one one team has to go to Tulane. Another team, you know, gets the Saints. But... Boy, I, I mean, I have been to that UNLV. I, I didn't realize you were going to pull out the stint meter on me, though. I thought maybe you were going to at least first hit a putt across there before you decided <laughs> what you were going to rank the stiffness of that field.
3: Well, I, I, and look, it, there's got to be an alternative. There's got to be an answer to where it is going to be something that they can get fixed. I, I'm sure that they can. And, and maybe it's, hey, you know what? Let's not work out on the practice field at UNLV. Let's go to the game field, which is turf. So, why not just work out on turf? I get it that when you look at the situation of you're going to be playing on grass, but I'd rather work out someplace that's safe during the week and be able to understand that I'm going to go into that game healthy.
5: (laughs) The NFL's got themselves a a situation, it sounds like, on their hands with that. So, I, I agree. You've got to you've got to do something to where you can get those guys. And, and you know, let's be honest. This practice at the Super Bowl, you just want it to be fast. You want to be quick with what you're doing. It's not a physical practice. It is just let's really get ourselves tuned up here. But when you start talking about a very hard field, hard field, and 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 hard on your knees, and you got guys trying to run. Fast speeds, hey, it's, uh, the NFL's got something they're going to have to deal with with, the, with this practice facility, at UNLV.
3: Be interesting to see what comes out of this as the both teams getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Cowboys, they're going to search for a defensive coordinator now that Dan Quinn has taken over. The commanders joining us next will be Calvin Watkins. We'll talk a little bit of Cowboys. That's next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The
3: Bears
9: home in Foster Pavilion Tuesday, hosting Texas Tech. 7:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
7: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful,
0: right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress.
3: Papa Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos voted the best pizza in Waco. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car
0: at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
12: The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran owned and operated Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas. Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call two Five four five two two nine six five seven. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com.
2: QC Kinetics patient Robert Patterson, a veteran and business owner, struggled at work and in the gym with chronic, agonizing shoulder pain. Those injuries just continue to nag, and if you don't treat them, they just get worse. And I just kind of abused my body for a long time, and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay, because QC Kinetics tells your pain, "Hey, enough is enough." Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery. I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym, it was absolutely worth its weight in gold so I could continue to live life without limitation. Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results. Call now. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics,
9: 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
1: Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website Facebook and more
0: oh boy more IRS changes this year frustrating isn't it Maggard bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress find sports news streaming and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com. Say I'm crazy.
3: And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Wardwine's Glenn Stretch Smith along with you here on this Monday afternoon. Joining us now from the Dallas Morning News, Calvin Watkins. Talk a little bit of Cowboys. And, Calvin, certainly do appreciate the time. How are we doing on this Monday?
8: I'm good. Hey, I got a message for Stretch. Okay. Uh, Stretch there because, you know, I don't know where Stretch is these days. Uh, now. <laughs> As
5: always, what's up? And, you know, I love you for jumping on here with us. It's our it's our first day. We're trying to break in this show. And always, we got to we got to have our headliner. And that's him, Calvin Watkins, baby.
8: <laughs> you guys are awesome.
3: Calvin, with the Cowboys and Dan Quinn's departure to go take over the head job at Washington, and that felt a little bit clunky to me. But now for the Cowboys in search of their next defensive coordinator, do you think it's going to be a familiar name to Cowboy fans?
8: It might be. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer and uh, the great Ron Rivera just supposed to interview tomorrow up here in Frisco. Um, and, you know, today I think they're going to interview Al Harris and, and Aiden Durden, some inter- internal candidates. It'll be interesting to see if they go to Zim. I mean, Zim, as, as Stretch knows, has been here before as a, as a defensive coordinator. Jerry is quite familiar with him. Um, Ron Rivera runs that Tampa, two. Jerry interviewed him for the head coaching job years ago before he hired, you know, Wade Phillips. So, you know, Rivera is familiar with the NFC East. So I, I, I think so. I think maybe Zimmer might be the favorite right now, unless somebody else comes up that uh, we don't know, like maybe Jack Del Rio, maybe, or Mike Rabel.
5: Let me ask you this, Calvin. With, well, obviously, with the departure of, of Dan Quinn, what are your thoughts on the, the free agency side of the Cowboys' defense when you start thinking about Dorrance Armstrong, Stephon Gilmore, uh, possibly the loss of, uh, one of the safeties, curse, uh, possibly, uh, you know, would you let uh, Jordan Lewis, g- you know, get out of here, who stepped in did a great job from a nickel standpoint. Do you see some of those guys following Quinn to, uh, you know, what is arguably the, you know, the Eagles or the Redskins? I think the Cowboys' number one rivalry in the East.
8: They got some issues Address on uh, on defense. I mean, Jonathan Hankins is a free agent. He was the interior defensive lineman. So, do you want to bring him back, or do you want to go younger in the draft, or sign someone else? Jordan Lewis. I don't know if you want to bring him back. Uh, You know, Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. Uh, You know, I don't think you want to bring him back. Uh, You know, Jaron Curse is not returning. Uh, The Cowboys. You know, paid him five million dollars this year and. Uh, you know, they got Demarion Overshawn, the kid uh, from uh, Baylor. So, excuse me, from UT. So, they got some decisions to make, but I, I think you got to go younger. You got to go in the draft, and that's when Will McClay steps up and says, let's, let's create some depth here. Let's get some younger players on the offensive line. And then, again, you remember... Mazi Smith was their first round pick last year, and he just had a disastrous rookie year. And you hope that he can come back and have, as McCarthy calls, that second year jump. So th- there are some major decisions they have to make along the defense. I definitely agree with you on that.
3: Calvin Watkins with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas, and Jerry Jones. Calvin said, "Hey, we're all in in 2024. What does that really mean, coming from Jerry Jones?"
8: I don't know. We're also trying to figure that out. <laughs> When you say go all in, does that mean, okay, Chris Jones is a free agent? We're going after Chris Jones. And we're gonna pay him and he's gonna be our three technique along the defensive line. We're gonna give him whatever he wants. It's going all in saying we're gonna extend the contract of Dak Prescott and make him the highest paid quarterback in the league again. You know, um so that it just are we going all in and I don't, we don't know what it means. Uh, now, it could also mean Jerry is just trying to say that to keep the fans interested, and keep the media <laughs> talking about what's going on, which is what I think is happening here. Because really, there's no way – I mean, going all in, they've never really gone all in free agency. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no one goes all in on a draft unless you say, we're going to trade somebody to get the number one pick. And if that's the case, that means you're rebuilding. So I think, as I said, all in is like a buzzword, just a – to have people like you talk about it and the fans go crazy about it.
5: <laughs> and guess what? It usually works because you know what? We're sitting here talking about it and trying to figure out exactly what Jerry means. He is a master of, of, of getting that franchise in, in the middle of, everyday talks, even when it's uh, even when we're in a Super Bowl week, guess what? We're here talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what they have going on. Calvin, offensively, you, you touched on Dak Prescott. Uh, if, if you had your last $1,000 to bet, you think they're going to extend him or you think they let him play this year out w- w- with a head coach who's on a one-year deal as well?
8: Well, if it's my money – And it's not, I would not extend Dak Prescott. Um, The salary cap is going to go up by $20 million. You're going to create some space, you know, know, let DeMarcus Ware go, excuse me, DeMarcus Lawrence go. You're not going to take that $10 million cap hit. You're going to restructure uh, Zach Martin, get some space. Tayron Diggs, you know, you, you, you restructure that to get some space. You're going to let Tony Pollard go. That's $10 million you don't have to worry about spending. You're going to let Tyron Smith go. You're going to draft the left tackle, so there's some space going to be created. I would let Dak Prescott play with that $59.4 million cap hit in 2024. That's me. The Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones, they're probably going to extend Dak Prescott by three years and give him a big-time contract like they normally do. That's what I think they're probably going to do. They shouldn't do that, but I think they're going to extend him because they believe that he is the, the face of the franchise. And despite being 31 years of age, when the season starts next year, they think he is the the future, and he and they think he can lead them to a championship.
3: Calvin Watkins with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And what is the fan base that, from what you're hearing around the Metroplex? How much faith do they have right now in this coaching staff? Dan Quinn gone and Mike McCarthy getting to coach out his last year. And a lot of fans thought, hey, you know, maybe it is time to just move on. But Jerry Jones just isn't that type of guy. He's going to make McCarthy go on his last year. And I, I the fan base that I'm seeing is not real happy about that.
8: No, they're not. They have zero faith in Mike McCarthy. They, they've been having zero faith in Jerry. Um, they, they, they're just done with this, but there's nothing they could do, obviously. Right. The only thing they can do is, is not go to the games, but that's not going to happen. So the, the, the confidence level is very low in McCarthy. Now, we've gone through this before. You know, Jason Garrett went to the last year of his deal twice. Mm-hmm. So he went 8-8 eight and eight one year, and then he went 12-4 and four another year. So it did, I guess you could say, they got a push out of that. Um, I don't know what they would do with McCarthy. I mean, they, they finished first in the division, so they're going to have a first-place schedule uh, next year. So the fan base is definitely done with all this. They, they're Anything McCarthy says or or does next year, no one's going to really take him seriously. And the problem is McCarthy's got to get to basically the NFC Championship game. If he doesn't do that, then he's going to be working with you guys. So (laughs) that's that's just the reality of it. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, you've you mentioned that twice. What the hell's wrong with what we're doing? It ain't a bad deal. It's not a bad gig. Oh, so, I get to put it.
8: You know, it's a pay cut for Mike McCarthy, but I think he'll do fine. I think he'll do okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, uh, Calvin. I know you're busy and trying to figure out what's going on with this defensive coordinator job, but let's say it is Mike Zimmer. Is this going to be then a situation where it feels like it did when, Wade Phillips brought Jason Garrett in, and then you kind of had the head coach in waiting, sitting there. Is it going to be a situation where Mike McCarthy's going to be, uh, you know, quite frankly, is he going to be looking over his shoulder all year, regardless of who they bring in here with a defensive coordinator?
8: Well, you know, it, it, it reminds me of Dan Quinn. You know, when, when DQ was here, and Dan Quinn didn't leave for head, a head coaching job last year, there was a thought that McCarthy was going to look over his shoulder. Uh, and Mike, Mike didn't really care because Mike, is, you know, as he says, I'm a man. I'm confident in what I could do. And they won 12 games, and they won the division. So I don't think it's going to bother Mike McCarthy if Zimmer is here or, or Ron Rivera. Um, as you guys know, Jerry has only fired a coach once in season, and that's Wade Phillips. And then he replaced him, as you know, with uh, Jason Garrett. So I don't think it would be an issue for McCarthy. It would be us that would be stirring it up. But the only reason why you stir it up is if you don't win. So if the Cowboys get off to like a one and three start, we're gonna stir it up. You know, even though Jerry's never fired a coach <laughs> in this season but one time. You know, so I think McCarthy will be fine with it. He doesn't really care because he's gone through this, you know, before, it'll be just the media and the fans that are gonna really stir it up for the most part. Um, but mike as as when he had Dan Quinn, him and Dan Quinn bonded. They became really good friends. And I think If they hire them or Rivera, I think the same thing would happen here. And I think and Mike has made enough money in this sport, and he understands the business. I don't think it would bother him so much.
3: Calvin Watkins with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas, and Calvin, Tony Pollard. There is no way that the Cowboys bring him back after what he did and was on the franchise tag last year. I don't think is that a place where they have to go out in free agency and fill that role. Or is there someone in the draft that you think can might fill the running back position for the Cowboys?
8: I don't think Pollard would come back. I mean he got he was paid ten million dollars this past year. So and very few people take pay cuts. I mean I don't I'm not trying to take a pay cut on, on my job I and mean, I don't think Tony Pollard is neither. So if you franchise him again I think it's like twenty percent higher than what he got previous year. So and I don't think the Cowboys wanna do that. But to answer your question, I'm not going to free agency because I don't want Saquon Barkley. I don't want uh, Travis Henry. I saw uh, Le'Veon Bell. He wants a job. Now I hear he's back. Well, I don't want him neither. Go in the draft. Draft your running back to fall off trees out there, and, and that's what you need to do. Go get a younger guy. Find someone in the second day of the draft, and it, you know they have, they have a third-round pick. Get your running back there you know, Detroit drafted a running back in the first round last year. Everyone was ridiculing them. That guy rushed for a thousand yards in games, So it's okay. Get your running back. As I said, in the draft, don't worry about free agency. The running backs all beat up and keep it moving.
5: Uh, you talk about stirring it up. You're stirring it up here with us on the press box. And Calvin, I I, <laughs> I want you to know, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on with us. I got one last quick question for you. If, uh, if the season it, it, like you said they they they're going to have a first place schedule they get out there mm-hmm. to a rough start it, do you think jerry would do that again as far as making an in-season change or you think he's really got the patience at his age to want to say boy we got we we got to see this season through
8: i think it depends on how you start so say you one and three right to start the season and Say of those three losses, two you lose at the end. Kick a field go to beat you, score a touchdown to beat you. You know you got to analyze it. You got to look at it. You you know, say you're one and three to start the year, and you've been blown out in the three losses. Then I'm worried about you as a head coach. So it just depends on how things go. When he fired Wade Phillips, the season was going nowhere. You know they, they, they remember they got blown out in Green Bay, and and it was just everything was just everything was just a disaster. And, and Jerry made the move. So, But if things are really bad, you're getting beaten up bad, Dak's not playing well, and all that, then you make the decision um, and say Mike is gone. But the way they've played under Mike McCarthy, they haven't really had a, a stretch like, like this, where they get beat every week badly. Like in the 2020 season, that was a, the COVID year, and that was so you give them a pass. But ever since then, they haven't really had You know, they've only lost back-to-back games once in the last three years. You know, so they've played really well. So, I would think, as as we said, the first-place schedule and those kinds of things, the schedule is going to be difficult. The schedule was hard toward the end. This past year, they still were able to survive that and win the division. Um, But like I said, if they have a disastrous start to the year, I think it's fair to say maybe Mike Zimmer does take over. Maybe Ron Rivera does take over. Who knows? But if they're competitive and then one and three you you let mike mccarthy finish it out
3: calvin did the eagles and the commanders both do the cowboys a favor eagles by hiring kellen moore as their offensive coordinator and for the commanders cliff kingsbury as the offensive coordinator and dan quinn the head (laughs) coach i mean do the cowboys legitimately for the first time in forever have a chance to go back to back as conference champions
8: you know, it's funny, but the Eagles started off 10-1 and one last year and they fell apart, you know, and they had new coordinators and all that. So, I'm interested to see what they do, you know, in terms of what, what they have currently and if they can move forward with Kellen Moore. You know, I like Dan Quinn personally. Um, Cliff King Kingsbury, they're going to have a rookie quarterback. Um, the Giants, don't forget about Big Blue, the Giants are still – playing in this division. You know, I like Brian Dayball as a coach. Um, no one has won this division back-to-back in a long time. Um, and it's so, I don't even know what the, how the schedule is going to be constructed. It's hard to say right now, to be honest with you. Um, but no one has won the division back-to-back years, as you said. So maybe Washington won the division this year.
3: <laughs> Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, talking uh, Cowboys with us in the press box. Hey, Calvin, we certainly do appreciate your time. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us Monday in the press box, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, man, just
8: calling a I'm not doing anything. Just, you know, I'm just <laughs> hanging around here. <laughs> I
5: appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you jumping on with hey, us.
8: man. Thanks, guys. The great right, Calvin Watkins
3: with us. Thank you. All right. Yeah,
8: I look,
5: I –
3: I get it, but I still think that both of those franchises did the Cowboys a favor. I don't have confidence in Kellen Moore. I didn't have confidence in Kellen Moore when he was here in Dallas. I don't have confidence in Cliff Kingsbury, and to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Dan Quinn as a head coach. Again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. Some guys are good coordinators and not head coaches, and he may fit that mold in my opinion.
5: Uh, and, again, we're, we're talking a lot about coaches, Ward. You know this as well as I do. It's all about the players. we got to get some better players in here, the Cowboys, if they're going to te- take this to the next level or there will be a coaching change. That's a fact.
3: There's no doubt. And one of the things that's going to have to change for the Cowboys is on the defensive side of the ball. I get it. They were banged up last year. But you're probably not going to get Leighton Vanderus back. He's probably done. And if he is, that's a big hole to fill. Say what you want about Leighton Vanderish, but he got everybody lined up. He was the quarterback of that defense. And you saw the difference that defense was in without him on the field when he got injured with his neck.
5: Well, yeah, playing the run, there's no question about it. I mean, he he was the quarterback of the defense. And like you said, I mean, there's – when you start dealing with the issues in your neck, your back – I, I'd be surprised to see him back. I do like the fact that, you know, Overshone will be back, but the Cowboys are going to have to address the linebacker issue, just like they're going to have to address multiple issues, Ward. So, hey, we get on with uh, well, what we got this year in the Super Bowl, and it ain't the stinking Dallas Cowboys, and that's a rough pill to swallow.
3: <laughs> it's been a rough pill to swallow for a while, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, like, yeah, sir, it is. No question about it. No question about it.
3: This is the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the break. When we come back, we'll talk a little basketball. That's next.
0: Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our
9: guest, ESPN College Basketball analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought
11: here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the
0: season. The John Morris Show, 2 to 3 p.m., weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas.
11: Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville and Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. We ensure you'll have everything you need, commitment to quality, and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from Higher Price.
3: Paparolos Pizza, Waco's oldest family owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco.
11: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's
0: 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The importance of a good set of
9: tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again.
2: patients everywhere are experiencing joint pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments so how does this non-surgical approach work QC Kinetics
12: Medical Director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains it's like when you get a paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue and then you look down a week later two weeks later and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed
2: in this same way QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs.
12: We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patient's pain.
2: Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100.
9: That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
3: And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, here on this Monday. Coming up next, JMO, followed by the Matt Mosley Show, all right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll be on the road tomorrow as we'll be adjacent to Foster Pavilion and get you ready for the Bears and Texas Tech coming up tomorrow night. Of course, you can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. Stretch shortstop Bobby Witt, Jr. has got a big payday for the Kansas City Royals at 288800000 million. That'll extend him for 11 years, and it seems like that the young star for the Kansas City Royals, it's going to all revolve around the 23-year-old Bobby Witt, Jr.,
5: Boy, I mean, I've known that young man since he was a squatter. I mean, a little bitty. He was still crapping yellow in a diaper. I've known the dad. The dad played when I was – he was a heck of a pitcher at Oklahoma when I, was, when I was coaching football there. But I've watched that young man and seen him. He's an unbelievable athlete. I, I, I want to say last year he was the fastest player in the big leagues, uh, first to third, I mean, hitting – you know, we we know he's, he's hit he's hit hitting home runs, producing like crazy uh, at that level. Normally, they uh, you know they make them wait a little bit, Ward. To but you know, I think he had two or three more years on his rookie deal. So that tells you what that what that organization is doing. And and to see a young man like that, who's a great guy, great comes from a great family. Uh, to see him. Sign a big contract like that is is really it's got to be rewarding for Bobby Senior. It's got to be you know it's got to be something that I'm sure he's proud of. But man, would you not like to see him in a Texas Rangers uniform? Gee, many Christmas. How about if you could get? And I know we got Corey Seeger, I get that, but. Boy, if you had if you had Bobby Witt Jr., you, you you could move Seager to another position or move Witt to Jr. to another position, and and uh, you can't. You know what, Ward? It's all about youth today. We just got through talking with Calvin Watkins, direction the Cowboys need to go. It, it's it's all about youth, and they're signing these young players, and just like the Chiefs did with Mahomes, they're locking these guys up in these long term contracts because. And guess what? You're only 23 one time.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that you look at what he's been able to do in such a short period of time, making his way up through the minors and then getting into Kansas City and performing very well last year. I mean, he was he was the focal point for the Royals last year. There's no mistaking about it what he was able to do. But now it, it just makes me scratch my head. I, I get it. That's where contracts are nowadays. But – You've got to have something to put around him, and oh by the way, they're trying to build a new stadium in Kansas City as well, because well, let's face it, that's a dump right now for the Royals.
5: Well, yeah, they 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 it need to, it needs it needs an upgrade, no question about it, and and that franchise has been down for a while, but they're telling you with that contract word that. Hey, this is what we're going to hang our hat on and this is the direction we're going to go with Bobby Witt Jr. He's going to be the face of this franchise and we're going to you know, we're going to build around him. And that's uh, you know, I, it reminds me again of what uh, what really the Chiefs have done with the uh, drafting at Mahomes and saying, "Hey, we're going to we're going to build around him." Now, hopefully they can put some other uh, pieces of the puzzle around him to get that organization back to uh, you know, back to the George Brett Hey, those storied days when the Royals were getting it done.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they put around him because they certainly – if they're going to make that big an investment, you would think that anybody making that type of investment is not even close to being done and filling in some holes that they need to fill in. NBA, the trade deadline is barreling at us. Coming up quickly this week, Stretch, and in the NBA – There's always these last-minute trades, and you always hear LeBron James. Does he stay? Does he go? Is he traded? Now, it's obvious he dictates to where he's going to go, right? It's just not the the Lakers aren't just going to say, hey, we traded you, LeBron. He's got in his back pocket, hey, this is the only thing that's going to work for me. So, would it shock you if LeBron was not in a Lakers uniform come Friday.
5: I it would, but by the same I, I I say that and then I and then I understand what being a dad is all about. I understand how you want to bring your son along. My son has walked into me multiple times. He'll he'll he's a junior right now at All Saints and talked about wanting to be a coach and you know you want to see Your son succeed? Well, guess what? He's got a son that's a a freshman at USC, and he's always stated, you know what? He wanted to play on the same team with his son. Would it shock me if he wasn't with the Lakers? It would. Would it surprise me if he was able to be able to maneuver a deal where he could get with a team that was going to draft Bronny and he could finish out his career? Playing with his son—I mean, it's—it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know that you can put a dollar amount on that, and I don't know that a dollar amount would matter to him at this point. So, I—I uh, think we're dealing with—you uh, know—we're dealing with two separate issues here. Would it surprise me on one hand that he's—that he's not in LA? Absolutely. Would it shock me if—if if he was able to maneuver a deal to where he could? Uh, get with a team that would draft this son, I, I just don't know that you could put a dollar figure on that, Ward.
3: I don't either, and for LeBron, having that opportunity to play with his son, I get all that. He also wants to win another ring. There's no mistaking about it. And I I just I, I haven't heard anything that's concrete or anything like that, but the new ownership in Dallas, and you got one of his buddies on this roster already that he's already said he wants to play with again, and you got Luca, one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, is is there a faint possibility that LeBron ends up in a Maverick uniform?
5: I I, I think I think we'd all like to think that, being in North Texas, but I I I, I don't think that's I just don't. I don't see that happening, Ward. I, 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 I really don't. I, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's out of the question, but I don't believe that uh, you know I don't I don't believe that uh, you know the the Adelson group that that is has purchased the, the the Mavericks from Mark Cuban. I just I don't know that they have that much stroke right now to go get that done. But you know, away from one of the most storied franchises in the NBA. That that would be that would be some coup if they could get that done.
3: Well, he wants to play with Kyrie. He said that. And right now, really, for the Mavericks, it's just not working with Kyrie and Luca on the court at the same time. And maybe just maybe that's the difference that this team needs right now.
5: <laughs> you 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 could uh, I think you could sit here and talk me into it. There's no question about it. You've done it in two questions. So I you know what if if uh, if they can get it done, you're right. I mean the the the, the way that uh, Kyrie and Luca uh, they really have given them. Now it's been one full year. Uh, it just hasn't seemed to that that hasn't seemed to work out. I don't know uh, from a. From an ownership standpoint, I don't know uh, how a new owners would come in here. I know they're more concerned, like we talked about, the Royals with an arena. I know this new group is more concerned about getting an arena, and we know that they're heavily involved in the gambling side of things, so that's a whole nother issue. Would they ever open up the gambling aspect of what's going on in Texas instead of us having to go across the uh, Red River to be able to (laughs) – play a little blackjack I, I, I don't know if that's ever going to change but certainly the possibility of LeBron James being a maverick who that seems like a real long shot I think
3: so too but it's fun to think about I mean I, I think you you change the entire perception of this franchise if you get a if you get somebody like that to to come in now it look it may not work there may not be enough basketballs on the court for those three guys in the same gym
5: <laughs> enough shots how many t- how many how many real basketballs would you need in order to get that done but uh, like you said that's why we get on sports talk radio it's fun to talk about it
3: top 25 is out for college basketball of course we'll be at the uh, foster pavilion tomorrow for our show followed by jmo and matt mosley live all day getting you ready for baylor texas tech at the foster but top 25 and Not a whole lot of movement in the top four, but there is some movement from there as UConn, Purdue, North Carolina, and Kansas up four spots to take on the fourth slot. Houston drops down a spot after losing this weekend, and they're at number five. Tennessee six, Marquette at seven, Arizona eight, Duke nine, and Illinois your top ten. If you want to look at the Big 12 teams, how about Baylor climbing up five spots to back to number 13, Iowa State slides down two spots behind them at number 14 uh, in the country. Then BYU comes in at 21. They're up a spot. Texas Tech just falls way back, eight spots near 23. And TCU falls out of the rankings uh, in the top 25. But still, you have to look at the Big 12 as the power conference in men's college basketball right now, Stretch.
5: And that is that. I mean, that's that, That's where I was going with it. I mean, when you think about really how it how it's shaken out right now, as far as I watched Texas the other night play Houston in an overtime game, and then I did watch part of Houston and Kansas, and boy, there I, I, I watched you know Baylor some. I watched TCU a little bit. I mean, there are some teams in this conference that are. Absolutely. Anybody can beat anybody. I mean, I'm serious when I say that. When you, uh, Texas beat TCU the other night, uh, it it is a stacked conference and it it is going to be and make for a really good, I I feel like, Big 12 tournament before we have, uh, you know, Oklahoma and Texas exit for the SEC.
3: It'll be real interesting to see how it all plays out on Big Monday tonight. You have number four Kansas at Kansas State and Look, I know you're number four in the country, but in the Big Twelve, I don't think you can take anything for granted. I think you got to give Kansas State a fighting chance of being on their home floor tonight.
5: Well, and and like you know, we talked about earlier. I mean, they're coming off a big win against Houston and, and Allen Fieldhouse, so yeah, I, I I would say it's going to be uh, you know make for must watch TV. A 14 and eight Kansas State team playing. In Manhattan, it's a tough place to go play.
3: There's no doubt about it. And you have to take in consideration what you just said as well, is the fact that you're coming off a huge win that you take down the Cougars. Sometimes there's a little dip after that, right?
5: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you, you knew – and they knew what they had to accomplish with U of H coming in there. They were trying to be in – you know, Kansas, and you heard all week, you know, you heard Bill Self pretty much challenging his team saying, this is the best uh, defensive college basketball team in U of H coming in here, and we've got to match their defensive intensity with our offensive intensity, and, and they did that. I mean, they went out and and really got after U of H, so yeah, you that's why they pay Bill Self all that money. He better do him a hell of a coaching job to get his team up because this does look like one of those games where, again, you're going into a 14 and 8 Kansas State team who you know is going to be laying for land for uh, for uh, for that one signature win that they need, and you're going into their backyard. It, it'll be a heck of a game tonight for Big Monday.
3: This is the press box on ESPN Central Texas. It is Super Bowl week. We're on Monday, and do you have a team stretch that that you've already circled, and and will your mind change between now and Sunday?
5: I don't think so, Ward. I think I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much thinking that it's going to be you know my 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 pick is I just think San Francisco has the better football team. I'm talking about everybody across the board, but. Uh, they're playing the game in Vegas and obviously they air conditioned Vegas for a reason. That's because people don't go out there and ever win. (laughs) (laughs) We can can give, we can give a good feel good story, but, uh, I I think it's, with the Lions one and a half. So I just, I, I think San Francisco, uh, has something to prove in this football game. And I really do believe that, uh, that they'll get it done. But I tell you what, anytime you have to think about, you know, beating the champion, which Kansas City is the they're – the, they're, the, they're the champion. you got to knock them out. And so San Francisco is going to have to go into that game and play the brand of football that I think they've played all year, which is that physical style.
3: I, I, I get where you're going, but for me, I just can't go against Pat Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the business. He's the best player in the business right now. And for me, I'm taking the best quarterback, and he's by far the better quarterback than Brock Purdy.
5: Oh, I, I, again, I agree with you, and he he's going to carry that chip into the game, and 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 we know that we know that uh, you know he'll 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 be ready to play. I, yes, the game is about the quarterback, and uh, you know if you just say, well, we're going to match Brock Purdy versus Pat Mahomes. But I'm, 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 I try to go a little deeper. I try to think that uh, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, he's going to get ways to get Bosa you know, matched up one-on-one, Werner matched up one-on-one, uh, a, a, an opportunity for their defense to try to get after Pat Mahomes. And then I, I flip to the other side and, and, and know that uh, San Francisco has been able to run the football. They are a physical football team. Christian McCaffrey, they're a they're a downhill running team and like to play action off of that. So that's why I'm uh, that's why I'm leaning towards uh, saying that it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers in this game.
3: All right, I'll let you change your mind later on this week when I convince you. into <laughs> it. hey that's gonna do it for us here on this first show on the, from the press box with uh, Glenn Stretch Smith. Stay tuned. J-Mo's coming up next. And it's followed by the Matt Mosley Show, all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Stretch and Aaron, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody.